It's philosophy talk. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. It's getting better all the time. Is it rational to hope for the best? You're asking me if it's rational to be optimistic? With democracy under siege and the world on fire? How are we going to change any of that if we don't believe we can? The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. Do you have to expect the best if you're going to get through the worst? Optimism, pessimism, why not just be logical? You can also, at the same time as you're optimistic for the future, you can also have a plan B. Our guest is Jennifer Morton from the University of Pennsylvania. Is optimism rational? Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Should you always look on the bright side? Or does it make more sense to think about how things could go wrong? Can believing in a better future help make it happen? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming to you via the studios of KALW San Francisco Bay Area. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ray teaches philosophy, and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, we're asking, is optimism rational? Optimism? Rational? Have you been reading the news lately, Ray? I mean, what on earth could justify the belief that everything is going to turn out fine? <laughs> Come on, even if you don't think everything is going to turn out fine, you could still have reasons to be optimistic about some things. Well, like climate change, women's rights, the, the future of democracy? Well, maybe you start a little smaller. Aren't you optimistic that next year you're still going to have a home and, and teach some interesting classes and enjoy the company of your good friends? Okay, but that's not optimism. That, that's just common sense. Like, I, I have good evidence that all that's going to happen next year. So, so I don't need to be optimistic about it. Well, just because you have evidence doesn't mean that you're not being optimistic. Like, okay, sure. If you're going to, if you're optimistic that you're going to win the lottery next week, well, that would be irrational. But not all optimism is like that. All right. But, but sometimes the evidence you've got isn't quite so good clear let's say you take up a whole new career you, you want to go into acting right you're going to be the next big star you, you, you've acted in some plays at college you've done all right but you've never tried to be a professional actor so so does it make sense to believe you're definitely going to succeed well yeah you're never gonna succeed if you don't believe in yourself so of course it makes sense to be optimistic so you're saying i could be the next daniel craig well, well I, I wouldn't quit your day job just yet. Well, that's exactly my point, Ray. I shouldn't quit my day job to chase some Hollywood dream. I mean, it's that's going to come at a serious cost. And frankly, my chances of success are pretty slim. So, so wouldn't it be smarter for me to be pessimistic about my prospects? Well, okay. Becoming a famous Hollywood actor, that was probably a bad example. Because you're, you're unlikely to succeed, honestly, no matter what you do. And there are some examples that are bad in the other direction, too, like where your chances of success are so good that it's hard to mess them up no matter what you do. But what is really interesting is those cases in the middle where you stand a chance of success, but only if you believe in yourself. Like, for instance? Well, like, okay, instead of starring in the next Bond movie, what about landing the lead role in community theater? That's still a challenge, but you can probably do it if you have the confidence to really try. 
Okay, that makes sense, Ray. But I feel like it's still going to take a bunch of work and time. And, you know, if I do all that and I still don't get the role, I'm going to be pretty demoralized. I mean, look, if if I try to be a Hollywood star and I fail, I, I can accept that. But what if I can't even get on stage at the Christmas pageant? I, I feel like there has to be a way for me to get more information so I can make a smarter choice. Well, you can get lots of general information about theater by reading and stuff, but that's not going to tell you whether you have acting chops. The only way to learn that is by trying. And if you're always pessimistic, you won't even try. That's true, but if you don't try, you won't be disappointed. I mean, look, I, I, I've got a lot of sympathy with Samuel Beckett. His, his characters are constantly talking about how cruel hope is. They talk about being doomed to hope. Okay, maybe you don't want to live your life being doomed to hope, and that's fine for you, but what about all those big problems you mentioned earlier, like climate change, and women's rights, and the future of democracy? If nobody believes that it's possible to make a difference, then nobody will try, and then we'll really be doomed. I I don't know, Ray. I I feel like when it comes to climate change, optimism isn't the solution. It's part of the problem. People think climate change won't affect them or people think that someone else will take care of it or people will think that, you know, some scientist is just going to come up with some technological solution tomorrow. And so they don't bother to do anything. I think they shouldn't be taking such a rosy view of the future. Well, that's not optimism, Josh. That's complacency. There's a big difference. Is there, though? I bet our guests will have something to say about that. It's Jennifer Morton, author of Resisting Pessimism Traps, The Limits of Believing in Oneself. Well, for what it's worth, most teenagers are still optimistic about their futures, even if they don't view the current state of the world very favorably. That's according to a National Washington Post-Ipsos poll from 2021. So we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to hear what some Bay Area teens had to say about the future. She files this report. My name is Elise Muchowski. I'm 17 and I'm an incoming senior at Lowell High School and I'm personally not optimistic for the future, just climate change, you know, capitalism, blah blah blah, all those horrible things, but in a way, that means life to me is pretty, <laughs> I don't want to say meaningless, of course there's things that bring me joy in life, but truly I don't really believe that there is a like destined meaning in life, which kind of makes it like, okay, I can do whatever I want now, even though if the climate keeps on going like this, we're gonna die in 30 years, so I think it's just being realistic, but still having fun with it. <laughs> My name is George Reitan. I'm 15. I go to Raoul Wallenberg Traditional High School. I think a lot of young people have hope and have optimism, but it's kind of unwarranted seeing as people who put us in this place where we probably will live to see some some of our, you know, cities underwater. Um, If we don't do something really, really fast, something real quick, um, and if you don't get everyone on board with it, which is, you know, not really happening, I don't think that we'll have the opportunity to be optimistic because everything is going down the My name is Elizabeth Trong. I am 18 years old, a rising first year at UCSB. And I feel pretty mixed about optimism towards the future. Like, it really depends on what kind of resources we're given 
to pursue whatever future we want. Um, personally, for me, for my future, I'm already going towards what I want to study in. But seeing how there is some discrimination in the world, there is a lack of resources for people who have mental health issues, it's making me think of what about other people who don't have what I have? That's why I'm kind of mixed, because I have what I need, but what about my friends? That's why I'm kind of mixed about it. My name is Cassidy Cantor-Gomes. I'm a rising senior at Oakland School for the Arts. I'm 17, and I am in some ways mixed, but I have a certain level of optimism because I think that one of the worst things that we could do, especially in terms of climate change right now, is like give up because that's the only way we might be able to like, it's like if I'm optimistic about it, I have like a belief that we could do something. We could learn to live with this. We can like reverse climate change as much as we can. And like, we're the ones who are going to be like the voters and the people who are like pushing the world in the direction that we want it to go in. And I think if we like, I I just think it's a really dangerous idea to give up because that means that we're never gonna get anything done. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.